What's good, everyone? Chris is starting show here. And before we get into today's episode, I just have a couple announcements I want to make. The first one is I have started my own YouTube channel where I'm here to help people save, grow, and protect their money. So make sure you subscribe to my channel. And also here on the Roommates platform, I am interviewing people around finances. So I have people coming with real estate about how to pay down debt, how to invest, all those different things. So I want you all to do to make sure you get your pen and your paper out and take notes because the information that is provided during these podcast episodes are so valuable. And with that being said, let's get started with today's episode. I was a basketball player that is a now a self-taught mechanical engineer that successfully pitched on Shark Tank, got into Techstars, raised a whole bunch of money and made Forbes 30 under 30. So now you look at me and you're like, okay, he is the best person in the world to build that, right? But in the very six, six years ago, it didn't look like that. Yeah. I had to like build that. So like as you're building and going through that story, um, sure the successes will come, um, but like that work that you're putting in is like a part of your story. What's good, everyone? Chris has started the show. Welcome back, Roommates family. I am super excited about our guest today. Someone I have known. We have met a long time ago. I don't know if you remember. But someone that has, I have seen grow from U of H, even in Houston as well, take this company from nothing and to something. And it is beautiful to see. So we're going to get started with Thomas Fields, the founder and owner of Grind. How are you doing, Thomas, man? I'm good, Chris, man. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me a part of the show. 100%, man. Folks, I know about you. You know, yeah, for yeah. my viewers that don't know about you, can you give them a little intro about yourself, about the company yeah. as well? No, nah, for sure, man. Uh, so, founder and CEO of Grind. Um, I started Grind when I was fresh out of high school. Wow. So, 19 years old. I had just came off of like four knee surgeries. Um, I was a basketball player, played at, at Reagan High School. Now it's called Heights. Wow. Um, so, you know, whole thing made varsity freshman year, you know, trying to get a scholarship, the whole nine. And um, ended up blowing out my ACLs like every year that I was playing. Wow. And um, my school had bought a shooting machine, a uh, 400-pound machine, $10,000. Um, and as I was recovering from these knee injuries, I was just like, yo, I got to use one of these things. I got to, like, get in the gym 5 a.m. and, like, you know, put up 500 shots a day. Mm. Um, so I can make and, and get that scholarship. And uh, like I soon and quickly realized that like I didn't have access to the gym like I wanted to. Um, coach wouldn't let me use the machine without like supervision and stuff like that. Um, it was just frustrating. It was like, yeah. man, nobody is designing um, interactive sports equipment for like me, like as an athlete, like a high school athlete. So um as i graduated i didn't get that scholarship couldn't play a full season because of the injuries and uh i i kind of just you know came across this concept of like if anybody was to create something uh like a company designing interactive sports equipment it should be me right mm. like i felt like uh, i felt compelled to you know design something uh for the athlete so came up with the idea of the portable shooting machine um so it's a basketball rebounding machine, 12 foot tall, folds into a duffel bag, so it's portable, and it's the most affordable shooting machine on the market. So it's you know uh, aimed towards families, uh, low income, middle class, you know high class, whatever it is. But it's focused towards the at home consumer, uh, trainers and coaches, schools, gyms. Everybody has one now. Um, you know, just kind of speaking on our customer base. Um, but yeah, man, it was just, you know, really going the garage, became a self-taught mechanical engineer as wow. a basketball player, just kind of pivoted that, that whole mindset of like putting in work on basketball to putting in work on a, you know, a company. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man, we, we ended up launching, uh, March, 2020 and you know, now we've, we've made a lot of progress since then. So, bro, I mean, you, you, you really gave just, just, you being, you being nice, honestly, yeah. because. <laughs> I met you, I can't remember, it was, I think it was 2017, 2018. I can't, we was at a restaurant, I don't know if you remember. Really? We was at a restaurant and- What I, restaurant? I cannot remember. It was on, uh, it was in River Oaks and I feel like it was, um, I can't remember what restaurant it was, but it was me, you and a few other people. It was like a group of us. 
I didn't know you then, but we knew mutual people. Okay. And I remember you having a grind t-shirt, yeah. but I don't think you had a product at all yet. I think you yeah. just was doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was just like, man, that was a sensational idea. I remember like yeah. hearing about it, you telling me about it. I was like, that's perfect because like, I remember those shooting machines that we had at high school and you know, there ain't no way you could transport those yeah. things at home. And I was just like, when, when you came up with the idea, I was like, oh yeah, it's just only a matter of time. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, before we continue with that, the motivation of you wanting to play basketball and wanting to get those 500, 5,000 shots in, where did that come from? Like, what, what made you want to really put that amount of work in? Because that amount of work in you wanted to do led you to, yeah. you know, your product. So why did you want to do that? With basketball, it was just like, you know, I came from a family that was like real low income, mm -hmm. inner city Houston. Uh, grew up on the north side, so it was just like basketball was my way out, was was my path to like make a lot of money, go to the NBA, play overseas, something, and um, and and you know get my family to like a better means. That was basketball for me, right? Just like it is for a whole bunch of other kids, millions of kids out there are just like basketball is the only way. And whenever I, um, I mean, you know, I, I was just kind of like focused on that from middle school. Um, going into high school, I kind of turned it up a notch because I had this coach uh, at Reagan and uh, he just like instilled a different mindset into us. Like low key, I designed the brand behind his like method of like coaching. Wow. Yeah. So like he's insane. Like he was, I was a freshman first day of school. We had 5 a.m. practice and we got to be like 15 minutes early. It was like 4.45 in the morning, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, like what? I'm I'm a freshman, first day of school. Yeah. We ain't even supposed to be practicing. <laughs> we breaking rules. So it's like, he didn't care about that. It was just all about putting in work, more work than anybody in the city. And Yates at the time was like back-to-back -back champions. They were they so were dominant they, they back were, then, my lord. So... We was like, no, nah, Yates Third War is down the street. Like, we're, we're in Yates' district. Yeah. So, like, if Yates is up, they're breaking the rules. We got to break the rules. Like, we're, we're trying to be on that same level. So. Everybody broke the rules, yeah. bro. We was in, I was in practice at 5 a.m. for yeah. sure during school. Yeah, man. So, it was just, like, that mindset. And then we had, we, we had 5 a.m. practice. We had, like, practice during lunch. We had, you know, practice after school. Um, it was like three days. It, it was it was crazy, man. But like, um, I designed the the brand around his mindset. He leveled me up, and it was just a, a a different level of like want, right? He 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 made sure he instilled like purpose and and why you're playing basketball into us as we were playing. So um, and I loved it, man. Um, and unfortunately, my knees, like my injuries, ACL after ACL, meniscus. Um, like I couldn't do what I wanted to. I couldn't put in the work like I wanted to. So I just basically took that mindset that was in basketball and put it into a business idea and just kind of went, yeah. went all out with it. So um, when I started Grind, I was working at the YMCA at five o'clock in the morning to nine. Then I would go to school. Then I worked at Raising Cane's. Wow. Um, and then I worked a night shift job. So I had like two to three jobs all while going to school and funding grind, building grind at the same time. So it was like that, that was my way of funding it, right? Yeah. I just make this money on the side and then buy prototypes and buy metal and buy welding machines and teach myself how to weld. And, you know, my homeboy, at, uh, Xavier taught me how to weld. So I was like in the garage making it happen and just drawing it up, sketching it up and just building it. Um, so it was just like very, very like raw. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Facts, facts. Very, like, very what, well. what kept you pushing? What is? I have so many questions, yeah. bro. Because, like, with the injuries, I know there's a lot of athletes that are watching. That you know their identity is wrapped around their sport. It is. You yeah. know what I mean. So especially if it's uh, if they feel like that's what they need to do to get to the next level yeah. or, or provide for their family, they're all into sports. But when this injury happens, you know, they it it. It traumatizes yeah, them. Yeah. It hurts them. I ain't gonna yeah. lie to you. We got a similar story, bro. Yeah. I tore my ACL my senior year of high school. Mm. You know, and I, I love basketball. I ain't gonna lie to you. But I didn't play at all my junior year because the senior years before me, they were better than me. Yeah. So I rolled the bench my whole junior year. My senior year, I'm waiting for basketball. 
tore during football season, wow. didn't didn't play basketball ever since. And it was one of those things where like it hurt me. I didn't look at basketball as like my whole like like as a like I want to make money off of this, but I really enjoyed the game. Yeah. But I have seen people that have been injured and they allow that injury to really be either excuse or justification not to continue to push forward in right. life. Yeah. Like you said, you had four of those ACLs. I had three. I tore mine two more after college. You know what I mean? So that level of like, you can't you can't live your life in in fear or yeah. just like just because unfortunate things happen to you, it it cause you to stop. You got to keep going. I read this book called Failing Forward. Mm. Uh, a AAU coach gave it to me and gave it to the whole team while we were practicing. And the AAU coach was crazy as hell too. Like he he had again two two three days during the summer. It was like one of the best AAU teams in Houston. Um, but it's called Failing Forward, and it was after my first ACL injury. Mm. And I think that was my best one because Facts. I, I was so mad at the fact that I couldn't play basketball. And it was, I had th- 23 staples in my knee, and it, it, it was crazy. Um, what so brought I, you out of that mindset, though? Because I was, I, it, I was, it wasn't coming out of it, it was mm. like embracing it, mm. embracing the pain and putting that energy somewhere. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And it was like grind was like my identity. Mm. Like I was I was finally able to like express my identity through something. Yeah. And it was grind. And it was like like, like that's me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I got to tat it on my back whether we succeed or fail. Facts. Like that's me. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That that's who I am. Like uh, I am to me the definition of grind like you go through 3 days and then you hit a huge roadblock. And then six months goes by and you gain 10 pounds of muscle, you start dunking and then tear your ACL again. Mm-hmm. Right? And then you got to bounce back from it. And then you do it again and then again. I have and done you that gotta... twice, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I have sucks, literally man. done that twice, bro. It I sucks. get back when I was like, man, I'm dunking again, I'm feeling good. Boom, ACL yep. again. Yeah. And it's just like, like to me, that was my ticket. Mm. And it was like, no, it's like a whole bunch of huge walls that I had to run through. Um, and I feel like grind just kind of, um, wraps that story into one and shows people that like no matter what you're going through you have to get around it you have to go through it um, how'd you develop that mindset though because a lot of men don't think that they yeah. if, if there's a roadblock it's not like okay this is a new challenge to push forward this is a lot of a lot of people just don't do anything yeah. you know once they like once they they get hurt or they don't make the team or they don't get the scholarship yeah. you know especially if their identity is wrapped into something you know, they don't really channel that energy towards something positive like you did yeah. and what you created today. Yeah. So for those who are kind of like maybe are in that situation or are struggling, how can they really channel that energy and energy and put it into something where, you know, it can be something like grind? Yeah. I mean, like I was fortunate. I had my both of my parents in my life. Right. I had my mom, my dad, and both of them are extremely hard workers. I say 5 a.m. a lot, but like. I remember when I was like five, six uh, years old, my mom going to work when it was still dark. And I was just like, damn, like, I mean, my, me and my dad would go on the porch, make sure ain't nobody messing with her when, when she goes to work. And, and, and it was just like remembering those times. It was like, it's what it's what you do. It was like normal to wake up early and go to work yeah. and like go make some shit happen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? My dad still to this day is waking up at that time, four o'clock in the morning going to work. So it's just like, there's a normal. Yeah. I saw it all the time. And then going into basketball and having a coach take that seriously on the on something that I loved, it was just like, okay, this is normal. This is what you do, but I love it. So I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna take it to the next level. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be serious about it. And then now all these roadblocks hitting you my parents were constantly getting hit with issues and we were, we were con- they were constantly trying to buy buy houses and you know do uh, do do you know different businesses and, and stuff like that and um, they were constantly getting hit with failures or, or roadblocks so I knew what like struggle was yeah. I constantly like I, 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 I'm comfortable with struggle mm. so when I hit those roadblocks uh, with my ACLs it was just like like I'm com- like I know what struggle feels like, you know what I'm saying? So, um, it's like are you either fold. I know that you either fold or you either get through it and make it make you better. Um, 
And I think that's just where it came from. And, and Coach Hendo just taking that to a different level and a serious level with basketball. It was like, this is my ticket. This is my why, this is my purpose. Like there's no if, ands, or buts about it. Um, and then obviously realizing I'm not getting a scholarship and stuff like that. You just take that serious, that, that seriousness to a business that you're starting and then you just go. Real quick before we continue on with today's video, I am excited to talk about our sponsor, Shoreform. Listen, y'all already know how we get down here at the Roommates Family and Community. We're always trying to level up and better ourselves, and one of the best ways to do that is by reading. That's why we partner with Shoreform. Shoreform is an app that you can download that has a list of summaries from all types of books ranges from different categories. I'm talking relationships. I'm talking about spirituality. I'm talking business, sales, productivity, anything that you can think of short form has books on there for readers like you and me to make sure we get the education and we better ourselves. I'm telling you, it is a great tool that you all can use. I know a lot of you all are business, y'all entrepreneurs, y'all working now, y'all grinding every single day. That's why this app, Shortform, is perfect for you. So make sure you download the app, Shortform, with the alpha code slash the roommates to get five days for free. Listen, I'm telling you, Shortform is amazing. It has fill in the blanks where you can really answer some questions and make sure you understand the material that you're reading. It has suggestions of other books that you can read in that particular category that can further your education. Listen, we only partner with the best people, especially because we care about our roommates' family and we're Make sure that everybody's leveling up and getting their education. So make sure you download short form with the offer code slash the roommates for five free days. And let's get back to today's episode. You said, how did, how did the, the inspiration or the, the thought of the business, like the product, how did that formulate? Um, and how did you really start from just an idea into like a full blown product? How yeah. was that process? Man, it, it was just, like coming up with the concept was first, um, it was all about making a machine that was affordable, right? Because mm -hmm. I went to my parents and I was like, yo, I need this machine. Obviously we can't afford a $10,000 machine to try to help me get to a, a you know, a, a level that I was trying to get to. Um, so affordability was the first thing. It was like, man, how come they don't make these things that are affordable, right? Yeah. Um, and then the next thing was like, yeah, brainstorming. And some folks were like, yeah, you should, you know, throw it in Walmart and stuff like that. I was like, nah, we don't want that. Like I, as a basketball player, I don't want something that's like low quality. Yeah. Um, so I was like, but what if Nike made it, right? Mm. If Nike redesigned the shooting machine, how would they do it? Facts. And to me, they would make it into a really dope duffel bag. They would make it um, easy to use, beautiful and wrapped with a brand that like motivates kids right so they weren't doing it so i was like shit let's let's <laughs> let, let me do it you know what i'm saying right. so uh so portable and affordable was like duffel make the shooting machine fold into a duffel bag and make it affordable yeah where, where like the focus is so at that point just start drawing so you so how, so you just started drawing this 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 idea this concept because that I mean drawing. that shooting machine is really big like the ones that's we had where in I started. High yeah that's yeah. where I started so you just kind of look and took that model and was like how can I make it a smaller scale yeah so I have the scale of what it should be yeah right yeah I have Facts. what I want it to be a duffel bag so I just basically took a duffel bag took the shooting machine and I was like all right so let's start drawing like. And you know, hundreds of uh, sketches later, I finally start. You know, how long did it take you from the idea to like, okay, this is what the product looks like as far as sketches? How, how long you think it took? Mm, man, I don't know, but it didn't matter. <laughs> I like, feel that. It, it, like, I feel I that. I didn't care. Yeah, I feel that. Like I'm 19, and I can't play basketball. Yeah. Like I gotta make it. Yeah. It's something. So it was just like, I don't care how many times I got to draw this shit. I don't care how many times I got to build this thing. Like, I'm trying to hit it on the first go. Yeah. And if it don't happen on the second go. Just like, keep going. Just keep going. Yeah. So you look up and you 20 deep and it's like, damn. Yeah. Just keep going. Now you 50 deep and 100 deep, you know? Yeah. So it's just, you keep going. 
Um, so it may have took, you know, I don't know, like uh, 200 sketches wow. over a six month period and then prototypes in between. Yeah. You know, it was just like not very planned. It was just like sketch it and try to build it. It's crazy how like a lot of people, a lot of entrepreneurs have a lot of nice similarities. They don't know, but they try. Yeah. And as they try, they learn and they build off of that. You know, so like even with like getting the prototype, you know, a lot of people here may have some products that they want to build, manufacture and sell. Yeah. How do you even get a prototype? So how how was that process like building your first prototype? Ah, uh, man. I mean, it's ugly, <laughs> dirty, raw, just. And describe the, like, so are you specifically building this yourself? Yeah. So, okay. So you, like you said, you learn how to weld. I like mean, I'm, yeah, okay, take me through so, the whole process. Yeah. So just imagine. Like I'm a, I'm a basketball player. Yep. Right. So I'm wearing basketball shorts Facts. and some slides, <laughs> like literally, probably in a muscle shirt. Um, my parents, you know, they had a garage. It was filled with a whole bunch of shit in there. Um, so I just go to Barnes and Noble or, or Starbucks. Sometimes I'd ride my bike or 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 take my people's car or something like that, and I'd take a notebook and I just start sketching, and. Uh, trying to take inspiration from different places. So Nike duffel bags and then the shooting machine. And then I look at, you know, well-designed products like Apple. And I'm like, man, you know, throw some of that Apple flair into it. Just all kinds of things. And, you know, it took a while, but I mean, it took a very long time. Like my, my path is very different than a lot of startup founders where yeah. a, a, a lot of people will go out with this idea and raise money. Um, and no, you grind it. Yeah, like you like like I said, I, I remember first meeting you and you tell me about it. Literally. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, imagine the kid in basketball shorts walks in the back and you know, goes to Granger to buy a fifty dollar welding machine. Oh wow. And, <laughs> and and my boy is going to welding school, so I'm like, yo, Zay, come through like after yeah. I'll buy some lunch and then we'll I got this idea, I got this thing that I, I gotta put these two pieces of metal together. Wow. And it just started like that. So and I knew I knew I had to be prepared before he came because he was only he only had an hour or two. So I'm like, you know, I bet this is the plan. Weld this together, weld this together, weld this together. And then I'm learning as he does it. So when he was like, nah, I can't come through today. You already know what I'm to like, do. Shit. All right, well, let me try this shit. And started welding. And then <laughs> I did that like, you know, five days straight. And now I know how to weld and I'm getting pretty good at it. Yeah. And he's giving me pointers and you know, three months later, I got something that like actually looks like a prototype, you know? Wow. Um, and then another three months I'm working on the net and I'm going to Home Depot and I'm going to Triple S Steel and I'm buying metal and I'm pulling up buying metal and, you know, there's construction workers everywhere and I'm in basketball shorts <laughs> and I'm buying metal Yeah. and I'm going to Home Depot buying metal. So, and it just, that's literally, it was just like a very ordinary process but like if you just go the extra mile you end up extraordinary Facts. you know what i'm saying so it's just like it's it's not because i feel like that's like no secret sauce you know what i'm saying it's just like do it yeah but why people why why do you feel like people don't do it because like you said I, I, to you i feel like like you're you're you understand hard work you understand you know you know minor setback bring major comebacks you get all that like for you you can wake up in the morning and put it in the work mm -hmm. there's a there's some people that you know they don't understand what it looks like and how to take it to the extra mile yeah. you know so you know like for you if you can tell those people that want to take it to the extra mile what are some you know advice or tips that you know you want to give to those people so they can take it to the extra mile because i do think your story is is very powerful but a lot of times like they see on the internet that it is it's quick you yeah, know, like nah. they get some funding and now they get this product in less than a year. Now they make it to $10 million in less than five. Mm -hmm. Like they, that's mm -hmm. what they see online. Yeah. But they don't understand more likely it's going to be kind of like your story. You're going to have to work two or three jobs mm -hmm. to fund it. And then you have to learn how to weld, to build it. And then you got to, you know, continue to build it. Then you got to learn how to sell it. Yeah. You know, so for you, for those people that don't take it to the extra mile, don't know what it looks like, what's some tips for those people? I mean... It's it's tough because I feel like it's an inner want, you know. It's just like you either want it or you don't. You either have to do it and you have to get it done, or it's an option. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, 
you know, to me, it comes down to like passion. What are you passionate about? Why are you here? Why, why are you even doing this? Um, because I'm seven years in, yeah. you know. And, what, and why are you doing it? What's your passion? I mean, to me, it's, it's all about the kids that were in my situation, mm. right? It's like seeing that kid unbox the shooting machine and him living in Mo City, mm. uh, you know, 13, 14 years old with NBA dreams um, and not having anything to help him get there, just his passion and no tools to get there. Like that was me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And be, being able to see those kids like unbox the machine, use it every day religiously mm. and like really use the tool for what I intended it to be um, is beautiful, man. And and I feel like that's right now my purpose. Um, and to show them that if basketball doesn't work out, right, we're building the tools to help you make it 100%. Like, we want you to make it to the NBA. But the fact is, 98, 99% of the kids are not going to make it to the NBA, right? So I think the whole purpose of Grind is to be like, yo, like, yo, here is the tools. Like, we're going to create all the tools for y'all, right? And we love y'all. Like, we really want y'all to succeed. But if you don't, we want Grind wants to be, you know, the company that shows you what engineering and uh, mechanical engineering, software engineering, um, you know, computer vision. We want to show you what those things are as like uh, a, a black and brown kid yeah. that doesn't have parents coming from those backgrounds. Like we want to be the Nike that pushes you in the right direction mm. if basketball don't work out, right? Yeah. So for some reason, you're asking questions about industrial design, right? But maybe it's because you have a grind machine at home and we focus on design and we, we, we talk about engineering and we talk about software development, right? Mm -hmm. And it just sparks that 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 idea of like, yo, that's cool. Like, that's a cool design. Like, how did you do that? Yeah. Like, how does this work? Right. There's a reason why we leave the bolts exposed and some of the components exposed is because we want those kids to understand how it works a little bit Thanks. and be like, oh, okay, this arm pushes this up and the air loads up and the air, you know what I'm saying? So it's like they start understanding and getting inspired and asking those questions and if I can help, uh, you know, uh, black and brown kids think about engineering in a way um, that, you know, they can take and, and apply to their future. Like, that's my purpose. Yeah. Like, uh, 100%. Like, I want to be, my, my legacy, I, I want my legacy to be, um, you know, uh, pushing kids towards, you know, those, like, STEM education and, and, yeah. and really making a difference into uh, black and brown communities. I think it's, it's beautiful how you can use a sport like basketball, especially for ones in our community, yeah. and at the same time teach them about STEM. I think that, honestly, I think it's the only way. I and agree that, with that's you. That's just my, my opinion. People will look at, you know, financial literacy. I think, like, Earn Your Leisure is doing a, an amazing job at it. But, like, I think to get to the kids. Yeah you have to like start with sports, yeah. right? And then just get them thinking about things like that, right? Just like throw it in there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think it it's not only just building products and tools for them and then trying to inspire them through what they touch and feel and use, whether it's hardware or software, but I think it's also has to be baked, baked into the mission of the company, how we do initiatives, you know, like we're building a, um, like we're, 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 we're getting a, uh, a new facility and not only are we going to have basketball goals in there, but we'll have 3D printers along the wall. Oh, I can't wait. So as you hoop and as kids go in there, there's 3D printers building stuff. Wow. Right? It's like, what are these things? Yeah. 3D printers. All right, bet. Like, I know what that is now. Yeah. Right? And it just, if that sparks that, but like, we just want touch points along the way um, to kind of show kids like what STEM is and make it cool yeah. and make it like something that, you know, could be a part of their future one day. Um, but I think it, it has to be baked in at multiple points in the, uh, in the marketing process, in the development process. Um, and there's so many ways we can improve that. But I think as a young company, that's the mission, that's the purpose, that's the why. Yeah. Um, and I think, uh, you know, as we're just getting started, we want to bake that in a, a lot more. Oh yeah, no, nah, no, nah, for sure. I think I think that's uh something that 
it has to be done as far as like really impacting. We say all the time that if we want to change the world, it's going to happen through families because you mm. have a high character man and a high character woman. Mm. They build high character kids. Yeah. So it's like, you know, and part of like what you're saying as well with the, the STEM and the sports, you know, really going after the kids, if they can get excited about, hey, you have basketball here too, but you can also do some other things as right. well. And you have access, they have access to that. You know, I think that can put our community a lot forward because it's not that our age group is too late for us. Mm -hmm. You know, we got a lot of responsibility, got a lot of stuff going on. But it's the kids that, like, we can equip them well, then our community can be, you know, so much better. Mm -hmm. You know, so I'm all behind that. So with the, um, so you're grinding, you, you made the product, you had prototypes, you know. So when you finally got your end result, like you got the machine, you got the duffel bag, you got all those things. And now it's like, okay, I got this machine. How do I sell it? You know, so when you when you got that uh, far along in the process, you know, what was the next step after that to take it to, you know, the level where it is today? I think like it took a long time to get there. I mean, um, at the end of the day, it went from starting the company fresh out of fresh out of high school and you got an LLC right out of high school or it took a while no, I got a um, what is it a sole proprietor okay I was a yeah. sole proprietor at first Facts. um became an LLC mm-hmm. we we got into an accelerator program I think in 2018 mm-hmm. um through U of H shout out to U of H yeah and then uh <laughs> yep I think at that point that was like our first working prototype that was actually passing the ball got you right um and I brought on like a team is huge right like yeah. having a really great team is a, like that's bar none like one of the biggest things that have helped me get to to where we are at grind um yeah because this is by no means just me right yeah. like at at the end of the day I ended up bringing on two engineers that I knew going to Sam Houston high school wow they're like valedictorians of their class going to um UT for engineering and they helped me build and make that prototype like I was the the handyman but like they they came in with the brains of like how the pneumatics were working and how the basketball is passing out and the and the calculations because I wasn't you know smart enough to do that stuff so I needed people around me that were way smarter than me and better in those fields than I was and Um, you knew those two people from where from high school or just the community my boy Zay like Sam Houston is like is a super hood school, right? <laughs> they straight north side, like Little York, Auden, yeah. Tidwell. Um, and Sam Houston is right right in there. Yeah. Um, so they went to school together. And I found out, like we used to hoop, you know, every now and then, but I found out they were going to school for engineering. Valerie Toins are their class. Wow. They're twins. Wow. So I was like, yo, y'all need to come come jump on this, right? Yeah. So I convinced them. Uh, mm. to, to, to come and, and yeah, it's all the vision. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, nah, it worked out, man. So, but, um, just that process is a really long process, at least for me. Um, we got into building the prototypes and we finally banged one out and we finally banged the second one out. And, you know, we went through maybe 200, 300 iterations of different oh designs. Oh gosh. Yeah. And, and, and they're cannibalizing each other. Right. So we, we will tear this one down and build you know, this feature on it and add this and take this off. And, you know, sooner or later, like we had one or two machines, but like we didn't change it like 200, 300 times. And, and how long was that? That like how many years? Years. Or yeah. years? yeah two, years. three. Yeah. Probably like two, three. And you're working during this time as well. Still trying to fund yeah, it. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. So Whew. I'm going to school. Yeah. Uh, I'm working at Kane. You going to school at U of H? Yeah, so I started yeah. at ACC, okay. and then I snuck into U of H for a semester. <laughs> snuck in for U of H. Yeah, they let me in, yeah. and then I dropped out like after the first semester. I didn't even yeah. finish at U of H. Um, and then I brought on interns from U of H and Rice. Wow. Um, so I had like seven interns managing them. Um, there was this place called TXRX, and they yes. had um, 3D printers everywhere, really good welding machines, plasma, laser cutters, all that stuff. And uh, you you get a fifty dollar membership, you can use it all. Wow! So I basically, I was like, "Yo, that's that's it. That's yeah. what's gonna help us." So got out of the garage, graduated to these things, to, to to a lot of the the better equipment, and I basically proposed, "Yo, you intern with Grind." Now at this point, we're LLC. Intern yeah. with Grind, we're a real company. 
um, you're building a real product. Yeah. Um, you get to test out on real equipment that, you know, real corporations have. Yeah. And whenever you leave, you have that experience, right? You built a real product, it's gonna go to market, and you know how to 3D print, you know how to laser cut, you know how to do all these things. So you can go get whatever jobs you want. So it's a good internship, right? Yeah. And these are master's degree students, right? Wow. Like I'm a dropout and these, these guys are <laughs> yeah. like working working with me, way smarter than me. And they started taking the design and making it their their own. Cause I wanted that, right? I knew my designs were cool and stuff like that, but like at the end of the day, this shit has to work. It has to work reliably and we have to get it below a certain price point. And those are the guys that really helped me. So mm. Elliot, our, our lead engineer, he started off as an intern like three years ago. Wow. And he, he's one of the ones that, that stuck with me and and uh, continued to make it his own and, and we, we, we made it happen. So. So yeah, man, it's it's a very very long journey, and then you know we launched in 2020, two weeks before the pandemic, uh, and uh, we do you know I meet this guy uh, Mo, you know he knows the professor. Uh, we we ended up doing a um, a skit with the professor, got like a million, two million views, something like that, um, and like just that go-to-market strategy was extremely important, understanding what basketball players are looking at, uh, what their interests are, you know, what websites they go to, mm-hmm. what influencers they look and at. And Mo is, is who exactly? So he's our marketing director. Okay, so, so you got, he, now he you got somebody marketing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, and he had way more resources than me. Um, he knew all the tournament providers, so wow. we could get in. Um, so, so yeah, man, uh, so COVID happens. I don't know what, to, I don't know what, what's going to happen, but like, we got to keep going. Um, and we launch March, March 1st and orders start coming in. Um, and you know, we're pushing it out on social. Um, so, uh, I think midway through, uh, through, uh, through that year, 2020, uh, I get a call from Shark Tank yeah. and my wife ended up applying grind to shark tank and, <laughs> she yeah. didn't and she didn't tell you nah, she didn't man tell me. these women <laughs> yeah, yeah. so i got an email from shark tank she was like yo check your email and uh and sure enough wow it was them. so we, we ended up going through six seven um you know interviews and you know they 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 flew me out to vegas and uh you know the rest is kind of history from yeah there. yeah so yeah yeah it was it was really dope Man, it's, it's, it's beautiful to see really just kind of like how, like, to hear the background of you. So, like I said, I saw you, and I remember seeing the t-shirt. I was like, man, that that was a great idea. But I had no idea the amount of work you were doing. Yeah, you know, crazy. like, and for me, it's, it's beautiful to see even to highlight you because we're from the same city. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I love the fact that, you know, we have men that look like us that put in the work mm-hmm. like you did and has a great vision, has a great product. And when I saw you on Shark Tank, I was just like, there's no way that's him. And I was just like, I, I already knew you was gonna get a deal. Yeah, I knew it, I was yeah, like, yeah. I was like, the product is so good. And then when I saw Mark Cuban there, I was like, oh yeah. man, it, it's like, it's like, it's like God really destined this to happen, you know? So tell me about just your experience going on, on, on Shark Tank. And how, how did you feel when you first got there? Did you feel like, you know, I made it or this is a great opportunity or it's like I'm about to go get this deal like yeah. what do you, like how what's your I mean, thought process? like at the end of the day you're about to get seen by four million people Facts. on national television so like goal number one is like don't blow the opportunity right because like you have a chance right but like at the end of the day if I go in there not confident, stumbling, not knowing my numbers. I'm gonna get eaten up, and and everybody and everything. And the whole world work, gonna see. Yeah, and and all the work I put in doesn't matter. Facts. So if I don't come a hundred and fifty percent ready, then you know it. Everything I put, all the work that I put in, it just is out the window. So um, so now I had to turn it up. Like yeah. it was like they flew me out. I had to quarantine for two weeks, and during those two weeks, those fourteen days, it was just lock, just lock in just lock in on the pitch, make sure that there's no way you can forget a line. There's no way you're going to not know some, some numbers. Um, and I, I practice religiously in that room. I, I couldn't leave. I couldn't even go in the hallway. So I had no choice but to focus in and not put my phone away and just focus in on, you know, um, 
that pitch and nailing it. So I, I mean, I had dry race markers, walls, you know, mirrors, wow. windows. Wow. It was all written up with our, our the grind pitch numbers. Yeah, I mean, it was it was all mapped out. So yeah. by the time it was it was the day to go out to talk to the sharks. I felt ready. Yeah. It was just And like, you looked ready. Yeah, looked, yeah, you yeah. Knew, I knew you were ready. Yeah. yeah I could feel that energy. It had to be, man. Uh, so yeah, when I went out there, it was just confidence. It was just like I'm playing Yates. Straight up. I love it. It was just man. like I'm playing Yates. Yeah. And and I'm coming with it. Uh and I did, man. I I, I, del- I think I delivered it well and 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 they received it well. Um I had to control the room. Yep. You know, they're trying to talk over each other, trying to you know, uh, you know they 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 they're used to getting their way, so I had to stop people yeah. and say, "You go first, you go second. Like, and they they respect that, right? Yeah. Uh, because I'm I, I'm confident, I'm controlling the room. I understand because you're an entrepreneur stuff. too. Like, yeah, yeah I mean, just exactly. because they had a bigger scale don't mean yeah. like you know what I mean. I'm just not there yet. Yeah, right? facts, you know? facts. So um, so yeah, it 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 worked out, man. Um, but I'm I mean, an amazing experience. And the show didn't actually air until a year later. A year later, okay. Yeah, so. I mean, when I went back home and it's back to work. Yeah. You know, back to selling units, making sure the manufacturing is going well. We're actually delivering these machines. So we did a, a batch one and it was all in the United States. And then we shipped those out. Like me and Elliot drove 24 hours to our manufacturing facility, wow. stayed there for two weeks, slept there. I mean, we're literally building the machines ourselves. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And making sure every nut and bolt is tightened and, and everything is going right. So, um, we delivered them and then Shark Tank starts coming out and they, they're like, yo, it's, it's about to happen. We're like, bet, bet, you know, so. So like from, um, just to give people some numbers, if you remember them, when you, when you got to Shark Tank, I remember you saying, I can't remember on the top of my head, but how many orders you had when you first got to Shark Tank at the time? I don't know. I, I know we had like 250,000. I think that's what you pre-orders. said. Pre-orders. Yeah. Yes. So I don't know how many units that was. But um, yeah, we had 250k in in uh, in pre-orders. Because those pre-orders can be two or three units, you know, or yeah, or, yeah, yeah for, for sure, for sure. But um, but yeah, man, we had 250k in in orders. We didn't, we haven't delivered uh, those machines yet. Uh, I think it was like mid-year when we went on, and then to, at the end of the year is when we delivered them. Yeah. Um. So you know, we had pre-orders out for six to eight months. Yeah. Yeah. Pe- some people were waiting a year. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's 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 a process, man. So so. Um, and how? So yeah. What about those orders um, after? What happened I, after you made the deal with Shark Tank? Tell me the process after that. What happened? You know, what's what's been going on? You know, those kind of things. Yeah. Um, the process after Shark Tank, like I said, it was just like, you know, business as usual. Keep yeah. keep executing on all the things that you were telling the sharks that you were gonna do. Yeah. Um, that way, as they do due diligence and, you know, as we uh, negotiate the deal, um, you know, I'm hitting these numbers, I'm hitting these milestones. So it was really just heads down, back to work. You yeah. Know? Um, so, so yeah, I mean, it, you know, they, they, they provide tons of resources. They're, they're great folks. Um, but, you know, I, th- I think that's, that's, uh, that's it on that front, yeah. the, the process. Um, but you know, from Shark Tank, we basically uh, we aired um, May 2021, um, and then got into TechStars. So mm-hmm. TechStars was huge for me too, um, because and what's TechStars? TechStars is a sports accelerator. Wow. They're actually a tech technology accelerator for startups. Okay. Um, so they invest in your company. Yes. They bring you into a cohort for three months, and then they basically try to accelerate the growth of the company. Wow. Um, you know, so this one was a sports focused one. They're really great, but they're like the, there's only like two top accelerators, right? There's Techstars and, and Y Combinator. Okay. And Techstars was like number one, number two up there. So, um, and I've been looking up to them since I was like 18, 19. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as a, as a tech founder, like that, that was my, that was my goal. So um, yeah, we, we finally made Techstars. Um, right after we aired on Shark Tank, and it was, it was just it was it was perfect timing. Um, so that happens. We go into TechStars, we raise money from investors, um, and then I make Forbes 30 under 30. That yeah. was a blessing too. I mean, I always wanted to like be yeah. in Forbes. So it was just like 2021 was like that rolling effect when Shark Tank came out. Like all the all the press starts starts rolling in, you know. And now yeah. 2022 is just like now we got to up that. 
right? We got to backdoor that with even more progress and even yeah. more, um, you know, growth. So yeah. Yeah. So what 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 are the future plans of the company? Because you know, um, the product honestly really is really just a marketing thing at this point. Yeah. The product sells itself. Yeah. You know, so you get the pro- right marketing. You maybe get the right athlete. I mean, and then the product will sell itself. So it's like, what what is the future of grind, you know, your next six to, you know, six months to a year, what do you mainly focus on? And then five years after that. Yeah. Um, so there's not a lot of, not too much, too many plans that I could say, but I yeah. know for sure we're coming out with some software um, oh, yeah, that, that is really exciting uh, that I think a lot of customers would love to, you know, track shots and, you know, understand their analytics. No, we don't. Um, so, you know, I'm not by trade software engineer, I'm, I'm hardware mechanical and design. But um, I've I've always seen Grind as a technology technology company, right? Mm. Interactive, you know, hardware and software. So this this first step into software is really important for us because, you know, uh, we've been working on it for a while. But I think the reason is we want it to be the right software, right? We don't want to just put out software just to put it out. We want customers to really love the product. So <clears throat> I think. Um, yeah, that that's that's kind of in the near future coming out this year. We're excited about launching that. Um, but I, I think like the legacy for Grind is how can we build Nike from the inner city, mm. right? How can we build a, a, a brand that's like, you know, uh, building a great community, right? I, I think we're, we just crossed 10K, 10,000 10, followers on TikTok. Yeah. Uh, we've been having our, our, our videos go viral on there, so. Yeah, just growing the community and then building the brand around it, man, and and developing products and tools that athletes really love. Yeah. And ideally, just we, we look at athletes as not a, not even just aspiring athletes that are trying to make the NBA or college, but even just you know young professionals that are just trying to stay in shape and, and yeah. work out. Right. We want those fo- people a part of the community, and uh, just kind of grow that footprint as as the brand evolves. Right. right? So. Um, so yeah, man, I think that's that's really the, the the focus right now, and you know, just I think the product has gotten amazing. Uh, the hardware has has evolved so much, and it's it's to a point to where we are extremely proud of what we're putting out now. Right yeah. in the early days, we were putting it out, and there were some kinks, there was some th- feedback that we had to get from customers. But uh, at this point, man, we've implemented all that stuff, and now the machine is just like to a point that we're really, really excited and proud of, of what we've been putting out, so. Yeah, yeah. man, I, I, um. But it took that long. A fact. You know what I'm saying? It didn't come even after the first three years. Um, so you gotta have that bigger purpose if you're gonna like keep pushing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and stay with it. So it, it was like, this was plan A, B, and C for me. Facts. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, you just gotta keep pushing. Yeah, to me, it's, it's really, I mean, you have, the vision is crazy. You you have really have everything. You got the vision of where you know where you you solved the problem initially, where it's like, I'm gonna build this product that can rebound my basketball shots, so I can practice my shot. Right. And then you realize like, okay, it's more than that. It can be a tech company. Right. So your vision went past that and uh, you know, that that in and of itself is ridiculous. And then also you have the work ethic because going from a hooper, and I, I imagine one of my teammates, right? Going from a hooper and he's in his shop trying to weld yeah. something together. Yeah. See, like, whoa, what? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and at the same time, working two jobs, you know, going to school, and you you're focusing, you're putting on all this work, and and like the work ethic is there because I I personally literally seen where you first got started into where you are now, and you know I I love your office, you know I yeah, love I love what sure. you have here, yeah. and and. And also you have the purpose as well, understanding that, you know, like we love sports, we love basketball. We all, I wanted to be, my dream actually was to be on the Olympic team. You know, I wanted to play for Team USA. That was like my ultimate dream, you know what I mean? Uh, To be like, oh, these are the select few people that get to represent the entire country. You know, like that's how you know you're one of the best basketball players in the world. Um, And, but you know, even though you couldn't reach that dream per se, you you really channel all of that energy into making others have the opportunity to reach that dream. Absolutely. And Absolutely. I think that is something that beautiful, is man. beautiful, bro. I love it. You know, I it's it. it's it's something where 
um, you know, it, it, it's, it's we need more like that in the yeah. world. And that's why I really wanted to highlight you because I knew your story was really good. And just looking back, how long have you been, you say, you say you've been doing grind since 19, since high school, 18, 19, you're 27 now. So you're on year eight going on to nine. Nah, year or seven going to going eight. eight. Yeah. Okay, year seven going to eight. And yeah. I've been doing the podcast year, we, I think we're year five going to year six. You know, oh. so you started just a little bit before we did with the podcast and stuff. But um, looking back on in the past eight years, how do you feel about it? Like, 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 like what, are, what, are your, what are your thoughts, you know, like, like, because you accomplished a lot, bro. Yeah. Even though it may have been like this initial year and a half where you start seeing really tangible results. You get the marketing, you get the exposure, you get all those things, and you've been grinding for the first six. How do you feel about all those things? Uh, well, first thing, there's two things. So the first thing I want to say is as you're going through your process, especially like if you don't have, re like tap into all your resources mm. as much as possible, right? Like my resource was Zay and he could weld. Right, that's my resource, right? Like I didn't, I didn't have my dad that that new engineering like my uncle he was a, a, um, a, a he, he would do renderings mm. for like CAD renderings yeah. and stuff like that so he helped me wow so it was just like pulling all your resources together right so like I didn't have a lot of resources but the resources that I did have I brought them all together yeah right so that's that's number one right like definitely utilize your resources and as you're grinding and like putting in this work like the hard moments like like you're creating the story mm -hmm. like that that's the story Facts. you know what i'm saying so like i'm in the the garage listening to dj screw and like j dog yeah and yeah ugk and i know i'm like damn like dude, i'm a hooper i'm welding and i'm jamming ugk and like all this houston rap and like that's the story yeah you know Facts. what i'm saying like that's the that story. is the that's like the documentary yeah so i i feel like as people build businesses and build themselves and build their story at, uh personally and uh, business-wise, like, think about that. Like, understand that, like, everything that you're going through is just adding to your story. And it's just showing how you're the best person in the world to build whatever you're bu building or execute on whatever vision you have, you know what I'm saying? Or purpose you have, right? It's like you're building yourself to tell the world, yo, I'm the best person in the world to do this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, nothing's going to stop me. Um, so... I mean, at the beginning, I was just a basketball player, and I'm, I have this idea. Now, I'm a, I, w I was a basketball player that is a, now a self-taught mechanical engineer that successfully pitched on Shark Tank, got into Techstars, raised a whole bunch of money, and made Forbes 30 under 30. So now you look at me and you're like, okay, he is the best person in the world to build that, right? But in the very six, six years ago, it didn't look like that. Yeah. I had to like build that. So like as you're building and going through that story, um, sure the successes will come, um, but like that work that you're putting in is like a part of your story. And I I, I felt that way about the knee injuries. It was mm -hmm. like okay, bet like when I go when I make it to the NBA, I'll be able to say I overcame two two ACL injuries, and yeah. I, that's my story. That's part yeah. of my now it's a part of the grind story. Facts. You know what I'm saying? So. Facts. Um, so that's the first thing is just like as you're doing this stuff, like just understand that like these are the stories that you'll tell people when you have a successful podcast. And yeah. like, I, oh, I went to grind and I packed up everything and we moved the couch and everything. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah, that—that's yeah. that's the stuff that you'll say um, because you're putting in that work. Um, the second thing that I would say is in terms of like how I feel about grinding for like six years and then last year year and a half actually seeing like the success coming um like it's always felt late like forbes felt late mm. tech stars felt extremely late shark tank shark tank would felt like it was on time <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. like but if i would have went on there with five hundred thousand, you yeah. know like two three months later it would have been a different story yeah you know what i'm saying so it's just like that felt kind of late or early or just kind of kind of off um i remember being like man if we would go on like shark tank like three four months later like man we would it had been a different outcome or whatever yeah. right but it's just like you got to take the opportunities as they come um but i feel like it's always gonna feel late like you're gonna put in this much work mm. and you're gonna see that much progress yep. you know what i'm saying like it's it's that kind of vibe where you got to put up 
put in extraordinary amount of work and you're going to get that much progress, but like that comp compounded over years and years and years, like it adds up. Yeah. Right. But, um, but yeah, man, I felt, I felt extremely late for a lot of this stuff. Yeah. It just feels like it's like I'm late. Like I should have been here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And people will like kind of look and be like, Hey, I'm like, yeah, but like, I'm like a year too late. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it should have been this, but like I had to go through this, this, and this. Um, so that's how it feels, man. And, and I don't know, like I'll, it may be a good thing, maybe a bad thing, but like um, I think it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I think like, what the the biggest thing that I love what you said was during your journey is helping create your story. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people don't look at it that way. I feel like when things are hard or things are going against their original plan or you know some things comes up you know with something fail whatever you know they don't look at it as okay i can now use this obstacle to make my story better they they're kind of using it as like oh this must mean that it's not for me because everything is not happening on time when i want to you know whatever the case may be you know but for you you know and even even I, I I saw this uh, as well, even watching a Kanye doc on Netflix when, you know, his friends was basically recording before Kanye got huge. And Kanye sounds crazy. If you watch the doc, he's like, I'm going to be the biggest rock star, biggest millionaire. Yeah. Give me all this money right now. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make all this money. And then we see what Kanye is. But then, you know, like when you watch those doc, he, he getting rejected left and right. He getting ignored. You know, people only want to hear, uh, listen to his beats. They don't want to hear him rap. Uh, rap. They don't like, you know, they basically gave him a ringer for a couple years, you know. But when you watch that doc, it's like, man, this that only makes the story that much better. It only makes the story that much better. You know, when they they when he got into his accident and they didn't want to fund his first album and he had to put up 30K for his video, he didn't plan that. <laughs> you know what I mean? He didn't complain, but he did exactly. he just did it. Exactly. And now when you look back and watch that documentary, it's like, man, it's it's, it's even better. So to me, it's more of like if you know you have a vision, you have a purpose, you have something that that is pushing you move, like forward and some obstacle comes in the way, you still got to push through that because it's only going to make your story that 100%. much better. 100%. And it's only going to inspire others. And I think that's something where you are literally, you know, that's like a vision coming to life. Like you are an example of that and that how that, that, can, that can really reign true. You push through stuff that that is hard that seems impossible that seems like you don't know what the next day is going to mm. be like is it is it worth it yeah you know yeah, what i mean yeah, i yeah, trust yeah. me i like i said i i feel like we're 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 on a similar path because even with the podcast when nobody was listening to us yeah you know what i mean we're still driving 10 hours just to record even though only 700 people listening yeah, to yeah, us. yeah 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 you know what i mean and like i was i remember like very vividly i was in the garage and i was like god damn man like this shit ain't working. Yeah. Like, this is not, like, physically working. Yeah. Like, I cannot get it to work. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, man, what if I really can't do this? Like, and what if I do it and nobody wants to buy this shit? You know Facts, I mean? yeah. Like, I'm three years in, two years in, and what if I'm doing this and nobody buys it and it's just, like, yeah. ten people want it or whatever? Yeah. I'm like, well, shit, like, I'd use it. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I need it. I want to use it. I love, yeah. I like, I really want it. Yeah. I, I, I want it. I want it. So, shit, if, if a million people don't want it, then I want it. Yeah. And I don't, that shit, if, if if that's the case, then I'm cool. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll keep my own. Yeah. And, and I'll move on to the next thing or whatever. But, like, until I hit the wall and I cannot physically go no more, uh, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep making it happen because... It's either a million people want it or a million people don't, and I keep keep one. Yeah, you know, right. and I got a great story, and and I've built myself to become a mechanical engineer. I've built myself to do this, do this, do this. So, so now, yeah, and and thankfully it worked out, man. But um, and like being authentic and and showing your real self, listening to J Dog and UGK and all yeah. that stuff, like that inspired the logo, right? Mm. The 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 company name, Grind. Like in Houston rap, it's synonymous for saying like we grinding out all night and we're doing this and we're doing that. And it may be in other things, but like 
taking that that culture of like where I'm from. My dad used to do music for SPM and Lil wow. Flip, wow. Swisher House. That's what's up. So like all these guys would come over to our our, our home studio, and they were like. 50 50 they're rapping yeah. and, and they they have the word grind in their rap right and i understand it um so i took that and i was like yo if that was like a company like that would be so hard and then the the logo that the missing n yeah it, it basically stands for the the work that nobody sees wow you know what i'm saying separates the good from the great yeah you facts. know because people see work that's cool but like the work that nobody sees you mm. doing is like really what separates you Right, so that's what I think grind, the word, the definition, and obviously the company is all about, right? And we're yeah. developing tools to help you succeed in, in, in whatever you do. So so I think that's that that's the that's the that's the whole purpose of it, man. But it's very inspired by Houston, very yeah. inspired by, you know, where we where I come from in terms of like the inner city and the music that I listen to and, and the culture that I was kind of grew up around. So yeah. Man, bro, you have inspired me, man. Like, you know, Starting a company and, and, and still doing it is is hard just by yeah. itself, you know. But yeah. for what you have been doing, you know, it it's, it deserves to to really be shared. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's part of one of the reasons I wanted to move back to my city for stories like this. Yeah. Because I, I feel like there's a lot of people here that have similar stories to you that are putting the work in and, and are seeing, you know, some success from you know some unfortunate obstacles but now it's a beautiful story you know now you're inspiring change and you know i want to just let you know that i've always been watching from afar yeah, you know like sure. I, I remember first meeting you i knew that product was a good product mm -hmm. and uh and to see where you are today you know it's it's really it's inspiring bro honestly yeah, like it, it, it's, it's it's beautiful and i want to give you your flowers bro oh, man. like it, like man. thank you i know the like the the work and the hours and the frustrations yeah. all the stuff that you went through you know probably you know arguments probably lost some friends i mean you know all kinds of stuff that you went through to really uh get to where you are today i want to tell you like man like i'm proud no of bullshit, you no and bullshit, and even man. the city Appreciate of houston is going to be proud of you yeah, you know you, and 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 there's um you know i want to also just any way i can help you know with the vision and the purpose of your company, because I love it, you know, I want um, to be a part of it. So it's 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 really beautiful to see, you know, like-minded individuals, especially men, especially of our color, in the city of Houston, doing a lot of good things. And like I said, man, I'm I'm proud of you. I'm Appreciate giving you flowers, man. If there's any last encouragement words to my audience, like I said, there's there's gonna be athletes gonna be listening to it. Yeah. There's also gonna be some some ones that's still trying to figure out life. Mm -hmm. They don't they don't have the vision or the purpose yet. They don't know what they want to do yet. And shoot, some of them could be 19 year olds. Some of them could be 35. Shit, just really, man, like purpose and 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 your why that that will constantly evolve, you know, throughout your life. Um, and just as a man, I'm learning that. Like basketball was my life. Now, you know, and grind with my life. Now my son Jeremiah is due on June 27th. Oh you know, man, yeah, that's what's on, up. On the, Congratulations. On yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, and now he's my purpose, yes. you know what I'm saying? So yes. it's just like, that's it's gonna constantly evolve. And uh, and and you just gotta know that, you know what I'm saying? And, and whatever, just go crazy about what it is. Yeah. And once you find it, it may take a month or two and if you're going crazy trying to find your purpose and yeah. trying to find your why, but like, you. you Take yourself through that journey constantly and constantly check yourself and make sure that's your purpose. You know what I'm saying? Because it changes um, and and recalibrate. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, I mean, I remember um, I wasn't even full time on grind mm. and I was doing real estate. Yeah. And I was constantly <laughs> checking up if I really, really want to do this. shit. Yeah. And it turns out I didn't want to. You know what I'm saying? I just didn't feel right, like internally doing yeah. it. Um, it just felt weird. Felt like just I don't want to do this. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. No, that ain't nothing but God. Yeah, yeah, ain't nothing but God. So you gotta recalibrate. I was going. Yeah. I was like, damn, man. Like, what do I do? What do I do? And you got next day. What do I do? What do I do? What am I gonna do? What is my purpose? And you go through that like week after week after week, and you figure you figure it out. Write some shit down, and you figure it yeah. out. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's that's what it's about, man. So. Um, so yeah, shout out to my wife, shout out to, to Amory and, and Jeremiah, my son, coming. But um, I think that's what it's about. That's my purpose going into this n next chapter of my life and I'll figure out what my purpose 
through grind and how I'm going to leave that legacy, whether it's through grind or something else, yeah. or, you know, I don't know, right? And I'm recalibrating now as we speak. Right. So it's just, to me, it's, it, it, it take yourself through that, that, um, that, uh, that hard, that hard push of like figuring out your purpose and, and you'll figure it out. Man. So Thomas, bro, thank you yeah, so man. much, man. Nah, I appreciate, appreciate you, bro. It, bro. Like appreciate this, you. this was really good, man. Um, for those who want to reach out to you, say thank you, you know, um, I'm sure they're going to love your story. Where can they find you? Yeah. Uh, Thomas Fields, uh, Instagram, I'm on Instagram, uh, and Twitter, uh, and then grind basketball, grind basketball on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. Uh, and then grindbasketball.com. They can go buy a machine, tell a basketball player that they know about yeah, and, and know about us. And uh, yeah, man, that, that, that's us. Man, roommates, so. family, make sure y'all reach out to Thomas and let him know how he has impacted you on today's episode. Man, I, I, I've told y'all it's going to be a good one, man. So Chris and Starter Show here. We'll see you all next week. Woo!